that Caleb Collier says that this proposal is meant to protect their Second Amendment rights. I'm proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Today on Church and State is Vladimir Putin. Uh, is Vladimir Putin? I can't say it. Sputin. Sputin. Is he dead? And also, an exorcist warns using Ouija boards is dangerous because demons do exist. Plus, dog coded. Hello, Christian patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier. With me t- Sometimes. today, today, Pastor Gabe Blomgren, once again, your favorite far-right shock jocks and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. Anything to say? Va- Va- Vladimir Sputin. Sputin. Putin. I, can't, I don't know. I was struggling with that one. Chris gave me a new sound effect. Ready? Yes. I tell you. Did I, did I ever share with the audience my, my infatuation with the final countdown? Yeah, is it is it because of like your growth as a kid in that season? What? No, I you know for some reason while I was an EMT, uh, I decided it'd be a good idea to end every single shift <laughs> with the final countdown. So I had it on CD back then, and I carried it with me. And literally, they'd be like AMR one twenty nine or whatever I was at that point. Come on back to the shop. Boom! Play final that. countdown, yeah. loud as could be, blaring loud. And then I actually played it at my wedding, too. Like okay, when, when so they announced, kind of, when they of, announced, it's kind of your theme. Yeah, so. when they announced, like as we're run, running out to the limo, boom! I had the guy play Final Countdown. Love it. Hey, speaking of wife, I brought my wife recently to a, a really fancy restaurant the other day. Um, you'd probably like it. You should bring your wife. Okay. But um, as as the meal came and they set it down before us, my wife said we should pray, and, and I said why, and she says. Will we pray before every meal? And I said, I know, but they know how to cook here. Ooh. <laughs> That's when the fight started. No. Are you the better cook? You do. You're a good cook. I uh, know that. No, I can't claim that. I'm not. Okay. I, so I, I'm more experimental. I'll be, mm-hmm. I'll be the guy that's just like throwing stuff in and like, hey, what's this spice? Okay, we'll try that. Uh, she's recipe. It's on the recipe. So, yeah. Do you remember how you, you got me to fix your dishwasher? No. You made lamb burger. Oh, that's right. I did make it on the, on the grill too. That was good. Yeah, it was amazing. Is that the first time you had lamb or uh, mint jelly with it? Yeah, that's, so you need to, he throws mint jelly on it. And I'm like, that sounds disgusting. And he says, no, you got to try it. Yeah. It was amazing. It's good. All right. Hey, uh, real quick, churchofstate.media. We need you to go there. We need you to share our shows. They're fantastic. If I do say so myself, and uh, you can also help keep us on the air. We need money. You can hit that donate button that Chris is blinking white and black for us right there. Why is it white or black? Why can't it be any of the other colors on the spectrum? <laughs> I think we need to deal with him. Actually, um, you'll be chastised later. <laughs> Why can't it be a rainbow? 
No, it can never be a rainbow. Um, anyway, donate and keep the show on the air on the American Christian Network. You can do so by cash or by Satoshi, uh, Bitcoin, or you can take advantage of some of these fine affiliates. Let's discuss, uh, yeah, photo brick. I've been big on the photo brick. Do you like the photo brick? I do. In fact, I'm getting multiple this Christmas. Are you? Yes. Are you going to get one for me? Yes. Is it going to be us? Yes. Oh. And it's going to go in this studio. It's going to go in this studio. That's great. I'm excited. It's going to hang on the wall here. And we got to get a pan shot every once in a while. Okay. With said photo brick. Okay. I think we should dress as Dumb and Dumber. I was thinking more of a Step Brothers kind of photo show. I hate Will Ferrell. I won't do it. Anyway, uh, also, you can get a hold of us at Church and States. Oh, wait, we didn't even do the photo brick. Look, hit the the thing uh, (laughs) and just... Buy one of these. You, your wife's going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. You can make it embarrassing. Yeah. Why Why do a puzzle? Puzzles are, you know, it's just some random little scenic scene. You yes. might as well put together something that's your family or your favorite whatever. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. If you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at Proton.me, I've been asking you to share your favorite dinosaur for me. You weren't on that episode. What's your favorite dinosaur? Absolutely Stegosaurus. Okay. Dude has pl- plates. He's basically packing like a plate carrier. And then, and then he's got this at the end of his tail, like serrated, basically knives. And supposedly he could toss this thing around and shred people open. See, and mine was the Ankylosaurus, which is very similar. Oh, he's, he's got like, like the tank. He's got, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got the club on the back Dude. of his, and but had the spikes all there. He's not messing with that guy. No, exactly. But I'm, I'm bringing this back, man. This See, used to be a really... Tiger was up there too. But he's not actually a dinosaur. He survived he, it. I don't think he qualifies. True. I, I think according to their weird millions and billions he's of years, he, yeah, he came at a later point. But no, I yeah. agree. He's cool. For sure. No, I'm bringing it back. Remember remember when it was used to be an important well, question? Well, this is how you introduce yourself to adults now. Yeah. If you can. What's your like, favorite dinosaur? Because people don't talk to each other anymore. But yeah. if you're sitting there, I dare any one of you, especially grown men, you're sitting there killing time. You look over at your wife who's shopping and you found a seat in the store because you don't want to shop. There's so, other men there. And there's other men there. And then you just look at the dude and you say, hey, what's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> It's a great conversation it, it is. starter. It's great. You're going to meet your best I'm gonna friend. I'm going to record it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. All right, do and it. And have Chris play it. Speaking of strange recordings, um, have you heard of Dog Coded? Or until I played this video for no, you? I've never heard it and be prepared to be so disturbed. I, I don't, I'm just don't even have a grasp on what kind of people are out there. I don't know whether to think this person is just looking for attention, attention seeking, or this person is really actually just dog coded I, I think this person legitimately believes that he is a dog uh, or or half dog or something i don't know he's certainly not a werewolf he's not tough enough to be a werewolf but anyway chris everyone endure the 30 seconds of listening yeah play this, no it's a whole minute man go ahead chris i'm pl- just trying to be positive <laughs> My friends a bit ago described me as dog-coded, which became like my favorite thing ever, and now I can't stop using it. Specifically, I love pointing out when my friends do something dog-coded. You scare a bird away, dog-coded. You dig a big hole while we're at the beach, dog-coded. Not the sun in my face, hold on. Or like, I collect bones, which is an extremely dog-coded hobby. I was telling one of my friends that I literally have a squirrel buried somewhere that I need to unbury for the bones, and they were like, you're you're literally a dog. Dog Dog-coded is for the things a little less obvious than me wearing a collar. 
collar and ears. Like if you don't like high pitched noises, dog coated. I have a very dog coated yawn, like I squeak. Taking yourself on a little walk when you're stressed is dog behavior. Clearly my objective in entering your friend group is to expose and convert all the puppies. I entered the chat and oops, we're all dogs. If you've ever had cheese by taking a bite straight from the block, that is dog coated. I shave the sides of my hair short, so I call them my little puppy spots. If you're walking faster than your friend group and you look back over your shoulder and smile at them to make sure they're behind you still, dog coated. You know what I want to do, Gabe? I want to roll up a newspaper and hit him in the nose with it. No! Do you remember the part in Batman where Heath Ledger says... You know, he basically takes a pencil, sets it on the table. Oh, yeah, magic trick. He shows a pencil, he just goes, Psh. That's what I was thinking about. Wow, you're a little darker yeah, than I am. Yeah, that's a little bit. Uh, yeah, I need Jesus. <laughs> well, what is this? This is, look, this is a, a continuation of what has now been accepted, right? We, we started off with the homosexual agenda, and, and now we've moved into this acceptance of the transgenderism, and now we are moving, and we said it. We said it on the show years ago that this would be the next projection. It, it it's honestly, Gabe, it's, it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of bestiality almost in this. Yeah, it's another form of trans. They're trans, you know, human species. Trans species. And, and this guy is a is a mess. Who could even be friends with somebody like this? You start like you you drive down the street. He puts his head out the window. Like no man, like stop. Did you ever You're walk crazy. the mall? Do you ever walk the mall anywhere near like the store that sells Magic the Gathering cards? Yeah, those weirdos. Or, yeah, or either like you know, uh, Hot Topic. If, if you're around that area, you will find young kids like this who need love and acceptance and Jesus, because this this is acceptable to them. Gabe, in high school, I played in a grunge band and a punk rock band. I lived at Hot Topic. Yeah, you would have been probably the higher echelon, but these kids hang there. Yeah, well, there was nobody like that when I was back at Hot Topic. Imagine if you would have had a TikTok back in those days. Uh, I would have been really popular. You might have been. Yeah, maybe. I was, I'm very interesting. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> anyway. So your mom says. And your mom. <laughs> anyway. That's actually a good one. <laughs> Let's move on to a little bit more of a serious subject. We've got reports coming in that Vladimir Putin might actually be dead and that he's uh, the, the one that you're seeing is actually just a stand-in, a body double. Now, this is not something that we should be all be unfamiliar with. Uh, I think we know that body doubles have been used for a long time. And in fact, our current president, well, I think he probably has to use a lot of body doubles. Yeah, I think there's a couple because the whole earlobe phenomenon, like I was saying about this whole article, it all substantiates on one thing, uh, the whole entire idea that there is somebody who looks just like Putin. That's how you say it, which I can't really tell any difference. All I know is the guy's been looking severely pale. We can all agree on that. And the story about his heart attack, uh, whether he was on life support, it's so hard to believe anything. We were asking Chris, like, is this real? Chris is like, is anything real? That's the problem in today's, you know, media is is you don't know what to believe. Look, we've been reporting on the rumors that he's very sick, and uh, these keep coming out. And now we've got uh, an individual, an insider, that is saying that he suffered a heart attack in recent weeks and was living out his final days in solitude with the doppelganger carrying out his official duties, and that he died this this last weekend. Here, uh, Gabe, I talked about this on a show um, last week. But if he did, in fact, die, uh, there's going to be a massive power vacuum 
in Russia. And that can have some global consequences. Right. What I was talking about on the show was that Russia and, and really the, the communism uh, that uh, really took hold in Russia has been a, a staple, uh, albeit a, a terrible one, but has been a, a staple force within so many other nations. You know, the Syrians certainly uh, have, have relationships, the Iranians, most of the, the communist nations in either South America or Africa have all had ties to Russia. And so if this, if this leader is actually dead, who's to say what's going to occur in the world? Yeah, and I would think I was talking to you off air about an, uh, an internal kind of like employee who was working on Putin's grounds, who he eventually quit because the inside environment was so hostile. Everybody's like at his mega mansion, which is unbelievably awesome. Everyone is basically narking on each other because no one can really get close to him. Have you ever seen when he speaks? It's like a massive distance. It's like from here, it's like 30 feet away. Anybody who speaks to him. But uh, I, yeah. Whatever happened to the days where, like, you had Stalin and his funeral had so many people that visited? Have you ever seen the pictures of, you know, his dead body sitting Well, they were required to. Red Square? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you don't go to the funeral, you will be shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens in communist countries. So, no, if he did, in fact, die, they won't be able to to keep the cap on this for very long. It will come out and they will have a massive funeral for this guy and, and you will be required to attend. But what'll be curious to see is is who of these uh, oligarchs will step up, will step up and, and take the position. It's getting interesting the whole mega gog conversation. You know, is this part of that? We uh, we have a Bible study um, that uh, that we go to every Thursday night, and uh, we're studying uh, Revelation right now. But we took a break to discuss uh, Ezekiel thirty six through thirty nine uh, just last week. And uh, it's it's been interesting. <laughs> Sorry, still got that cough. Um, you know, Gog and Magog. Clearly, this is Russia. I, I don't know any theologian with any any uh, intelligence that argues that it's something else. Uh, but there's a lot of other countries that are discussed in this prophecy as well. And it's you know it's 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 the Persians, which is Iran. Uh, we got Gomer in there, which a lot of people either believe most people believe is Turkey. There is some discussion that it could potentially be Germany. I side more on the Turkey side. Uh, Ethiopia is, is, is in that. Uh, and there's some other nations as well. Now the Ethiopian one is, is yeah. more likely Sudan actually, uh, versus what we current currently have is Ethiopia. Uh, Libya was in, included in that, but it's this coalition that, that there's said to be a, a hooks put in the jaw of the, of, Ma, of Gog and Magog. And it, it's led to an attack to Israel right now. Um, and I don't remember if you were in this episode or not, but traditionally most theologians, most people who study eschatology have, have said that it's probably oil is that hook in the jaw. Right. But I floated the idea. What if it's globalism? Because Putin was a nationalist mm-hmm. or, or if he's still alive is a nationalist. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as, as we're kind of seeing these camps emerge, these these more nationalistic countries that are rejecting the globalist uh, agenda are going to have to band together. Right. That's their only option. And so that could potentially be that hook in the jaw that leads them to attacking Israel. And what are we seeing right now with this they war? They absolutely hate Israel, which is interesting. Did you see the Telegram channel that posted a bunch of Israel or Jewish people were coming in on flights? Yep. Did you they see how many people the building? I mean, see how many people were on the yeah. tarmac? Look, the the, the insanity, like the anti-Semitism. I think, I think Jewish people should get to Israel. 
I, it's I the safest place on the planet other than the United States. And even here, man. Yeah. They've got issues. Look, the anti-Semitism, I can't believe how rampant. quickly. I mean, it was always under the surface. I, I think that's what it proves. Uh, right. What we're currently seeing is that anti-Semitism has always been just below the surface. And now that they have something to, to blame them for, even though they were the ones attacked first. Right. Wow. I can't believe. I mean, it, and it makes sense, Gabe, because. It's satanic. And then right? how is, you know, let's say you're a pro, like you're, let's say people, the, the aesthetically correct or like politically correct for people to say is I'm pro-Palestine. In other words, you're pro-Hamas. How, how do you, how do you stomach hog tying two people together and then burning them? Kids and, and, and adults sheer just burnt together or, or legs cut off, heads cut off. They're, like, they're trying to clean me, that if we ever had ground. enemies, if yeah. we ever had enemies. It's just simply just a simple kill and and done. And if you're defending yourself, I would I'd never probably put ever. him in a room with a dog coated boy. <laughs> you always got to go there. No, but but seriously, they're trying to claim a moral high ground. And it's wild that they can even get to that point. But they're trying to claim that, you know, Israel has been bombing Hamas or, or the Palestinians for years and years and years. They've kept them under their thumb. It's really a victim mentality there. Mm -hmm. But they're trying to claim that they have the moral high ground here. And you cannot claim that when you're literally burning babies. And they posted very clearly, it's time for you to go to the wilderness, get out of the city because the bombing is coming. And they did not do that. Yeah. Would you stay there with your family in Gaza? No. <laughs> I would move. We would be camping. I want to move now. But anyway, hey, Gabe, we missed an opportunity. Um, it's We're recording this on Halloween, but this won't air till tomorrow. Um, but we missed an opportunity to discuss Halloween and our thoughts on this. And I've got a story that I wanted to discuss with you. But before I get there, what are your thoughts on Halloween? Should Christians celebrate Halloween? You know what? Our family was really lax about it until... I really, really looked and studied at All Saints Day and then the, the taking back by the enemy of that day. And I did not know uh, so much of, obviously, occult things happen, but we as a family would dress up, kids go out. I think doing stuff like that, like dressing up as a family and, and really clean, edifying costumes, there's nothing wrong with that. But doing it on Halloween, you're actually, to me, there's too much going on spiritually. I would stay away from that. Do it, do and it I agree. I, I hate Halloween. And look, I understand the history. I don't want a bunch of Christians to get on the show and be like, no, you need to understand the history. And we're taking it back. Look, when Anton LaVey, yeah. the founder of the Satanic Church in the United States, says that he's glad that Christians allow their children to worship the devil on one day, I think we've got issues there. Yeah. Okay. When you look he, and, right and, and when you look at what Halloween has become, even especially as of late, Gabe, it is so overtly demonic. Like the costumes that they've got, the way that people are decorating their houses, it is demonic. And we joke about, you ever seen these spirit, you know, stores that, that basically take an ace hardware that's gone out of business and they rent it or an like American embassy in a foreign nation that's closed down. Yeah. Become spirit stores immediately. Yeah. Do, you, do you know, this is not a joke. This really did happen. I saw a video of a former Bible bookstore, a Lifeway, that had been turned into a spirit. Wow. That's that, that, sad. Like, I, I was brokenhearted. 
I was broken hearted when I saw that. Part of that has to do with the whole brick and mortar concept is going out the window. But the reality is just people will pay for Halloween crap more than they will actually support a Bible bookstore. That's true. That's a breaking point in this nation. Now, what about some of these fun games, though? You know, there's certain games that, you know, kind of fun to play. You know, an example of this, because who is it? Who makes this? Uh, Hasbro? I think it is. Uh, What about the Ouija board? You know, this isn't a problem. It's just a fun game that you can play, right? No. No. So (laughs) while you were uh, prepping the show, I found the top 20, and we're not going to go through them, but the top 20 ways to summon a ghost and talk to the dead. This is this is a pretty in-depth article. Number one is a Ouija board. Oh, look at that. Shocking. Number two is a planchette. And then number three is a pentagram. So that traditional pentagram is actually down it's below. It's lower than the yeah. Ouija board. Look, if you've got one of these in your house, get rid of it. And I would actually recommend burning the darn thing, not just throwing it in the trash. I would get rid of this thing as quickly as possible. We've got an exorcist. And, and I made the statement, Gabe. Would you, Now, look, we're both Protestants. But would you be fascinated to go through exorcism training through the Catholic Church? Absolutely. They call it, um, when they choose to take this process, they are trained in deliverance. It, it, deliverance is very clear in you know, the Lord's Prayer. Deliver us from the evil one. It says it right there. Deliverance is necessary. So um, I think it would be awesome to see what the Catholic Church teaches. Yeah, we've got a Friar Dan Rehill. Uh, he is the uh, exorcist a priest of the diocese of Nashville. And he's warning people against uh, this, this game, supposed game. He says, no, this is, this is real. He says, we live in a, a spiritual world and you can call demons through this act of, of, of performing with the Ouija board. Yeah. Every time we baptize people at our church, we ask them to renounce all of the occult. And here's why, because when you play with these, these boards, you're opening up a portal and it's not a, like a fancy like portal like sci-fi portal you're opening up a window of permission it's more like a permission slip to say hey spirit world please come into my home which should this is the safest place of your home you know that environment needs to be safe but i've heard testimony after testimony of young people that played with these things in their home a they start having nightmares and b their cupboards start doing weird stuff mm-hmm. this is not a tv show on sci-fi this is real and he says that demonologists distinguish three levels of demonic incursion. Uh, the three levels are temptation, obsession, which is also called oppression, and possession. I, I agree with that. Um, I, don't, I don't know where you're on with that, but absolutely, we, we can, uh, and I believe as Christians, we can obviously experience two of these. Okay, yeah. I, I don't believe that Christians can be possessed, but I do. I mean, it's obvious that we can be tempted, and uh, I think we can be demonically oppressed as well. What's interesting is he doesn't say depression. He says temptation, obsession, oppression, obsession. There's one that's called depression. He didn't list. People go into severe depression when they start beginning to do um, these kind of things. I actually, when we were at the post office, I I listened to in depth some podcasts that have to do with, it's a former uh, witch occultist who stepped away from that. And he said the number one way for people to get indoctrinated is to start messing around with these Ouija boards. They get drawn into it, begin to study the occult, and then they get severely isolated and depressed. Well, wouldn't but, depression be, be part of oppression? Yeah, I, w- I would say that, but I just want to give it a specific name. All right. I, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, he looks like, he, doesn't he look tough, actually? Doesn't he, he look like he can handle himself? He looks like he needs like a silver bullet and some type of sharpened steak. Like <laughs> it's the goatee. 
No, I, I like him though. But but look, he he points out that this this Ouija board when it was created, it was actually named by a demon itself. Wow. Okay, so they they actually they, somebody was playing around with this. It was a, a spiritualist uh, from the 19th century. And he actually asked what should, or sorry, 1890 Baltimore, Baltimore spiritualist, a medium named Helen Peters, so it was a woman, asked the talking board what she should call it. And the board spelled out Ouija, which it said meant good luck. Hmm. Is, is that more of a warning? Good luck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, right? Uh, and so they patented it. And they were able to patent it. They had to prove that it worked. And so they were able to spell out the individual working at the Smithsonian, uh, his name, using the Ouija board. Wow. So, look, the, the Ouija board, these demons, they can. You, you, a lot of people will use these to you know, try to contact dead relatives. And they can mimic them. Okay, these, You have to understand that these demons, they can attach themselves to peoples or families. And so they can have insider knowledge mm-hmm. that normal people would not have. It's interesting. He's seen six cases personally that stemmed from Ouija board usage. And he said the victims were left with night terrors, su- suicidal ideation, despair. And one man was impaled with chicken bones in his leg that flew across the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> you, d- you don't need to mess around with this people. And in fact, it, burn everyone that you get a copy of or see at a garage sale you've just given me a brilliant idea i want to feed chicken bones to the dog coated boy isn't that isn't that bad for dogs don't dogs die if you've yeah i think so all right moving on from there and we're keeping on with this uh halloween (laughs) uh trend here but i found an article gabe that was kind of interesting it says what if dinosaurs hadn't gone extinct why our world might look very different now a lot of this is evolution and stuff that we don't believe in but the images are fascinating gabe it shows what some people might call an alien or a lizard person. Lizard person. Why all of a sudden are is scientific magazines doing articles about lizard people? What if the dinosaurs, according to their belief system, had been become extinct over this massive meteor that hit us, and they had actually evolved, their brains had evolved, and the mammals never had a chance to rise? and ultimately evolve into what you see before us today, right? What if instead the dinosaurs had actually evolved and become the rulers of this world? Why, Gabe, would a scientific magazine discuss such a topic? Look, David Icke is probably the most famous of all the individuals. You read my brain. (laughs) Dude, I was literally typing David Icke. This is David Icke's love language. It is. Like you and I talk about the Nephilim, David Icke, who's actually really brilliant sadly but he talks about this non-stop <laughs> he does he's talking about the lizard people and there have been rumors about lizard people uh there i've even seen some interesting videos online of of you're like what is that is that a lizard person there's rumors that the lizard people live under the vatican you hear all these crazy the stories blinking every once in a while absolutely right but why would a scientific article start introducing this idea to us, Gabe? And I think this goes back to something that we've talked about as far projection. as end times go, projection. But what about what are these alien races? They, they look very similar to what they're showing as far as these uh, lizard people would look like. We've talked about the fact that we might get visited when the government's telling us aliens exist now. We might get visited by something like this that may have existed since really the, the fall of the angels. Right. 
right? Yeah. And, and what what kind of entities are we going to be dealing with here? They're going to be demonic, right? They're going to be fallen angels. Right. And I, I know we've had the conversation. If anybody wants to really, really study something that's actually mind-blowing is read the book, Childhood's End. And there's also Sci-Fi Network did like only a four-episode uh, like um, pilot with the same name, Childhood in, Childhood's End, and you have to purchase it, and you can only find it on iTunes. Now, if you watch all four episodes, the final episode, this is a spoiler alert, plug your ears if you don't want to ruin it, but a winged demon, completely red, with horns and wings, comes out of the spaceship. At Holding the hands with the children. Episode, yeah, holding hands with children. And nobody knows what they look like during the four first episodes because, you know, they've saved the planet. Yeah. And well, time flies when you... On that note, when, when you're talking about Nephilim and Ouija board and all that, yeah, all right. <laughs> Church oh of my. State is sponsored in part by the Constitution Party and Patriot Church. I'm Gabe Blomgren, and a calm does not suit me. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.